You're listening to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Hey, hey. Episode 112 with Sarah Barr. Man, this is going to be interesting. A throwback to an old friend. And we're going to get psychedelic with it, man. We're going to get, you know, take, take a trip to Goa. Sarah is someone I've known since back in the day, and you know what? We're going to be talking about her new platform, her new initiatives, her new journey, you know, uh, travels to Dubai, uh, you know, wedding season. We're going to be talking about uh, old band projects and and things and uh, learning lessons, all right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, we might even do an ASMR battle. Let's get her up. What up, L? Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Sarah? Welcome, 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 welcome to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. I gotta change my camera. This is like a new thing that I gotta do now from time to time is change the angle of the camera. God dang it. Gotta keep it fresh. If I can change my look with every live, then you could change the angle. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> Did you get a facial? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm, uh, I am uh, the opposite. I'm actually doing a, a new thing. It's called never wash your face and throw away hygiene. And uh, yeah, just let the natural oils and the uh, the forest do its magic. Okay, that's well. It's definitely working for you. Right? You look fresh. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> fresh and pink. You know how I like. To, that's how I like it. When I go to the restaurant, keep it pink. <laughs> So uh, anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, let me give you a bit of a rundown on how things work here. Okay, this is an interactive gram cast. Okay, Mm -hmm. and uh, I would love you all to participate and submit some questions because your boy is not a very good uh, interviewer, and I need to lean on you know the the people that watch this this here uh, Gramcast to kind of carry the weight and do the majority of the work, really. (laughs) Okay. We're we're keeping it fun. Just uh, we're keeping it interactive. You know. Let's see who's who's here. We got Ellen Jihan, in the house. Jihan, a former wing in the house, was good. <laughs> Who else oh we got? God. We got a couple people, but you know what? <laughs> we got a couple people in this building, and you know what? The thing is that these interviews are timeless. Okay, that's that's the main takeaway is that, uh, you know, people come, they listen on the Spotify, they listen on whatever. Yeah, sure. It's great to, to you know, be locked on to Instagram for uh, about an hour or so and uh, and and witness all the things. Sarah, let's let's unpack you a little bit. You you're someone who has gone through many different kinds of um, iterations of life. You're growing. You've you've you know you've made your mark as a designer, as an artist and singer. You know your whole family. Even I think is it your uncle who's like an artist? Good memory. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 
My late uncle, yeah, was a was a was an artist. You just been was a painter. around a painter. You just been around art your whole life, and now you're on this new journey yeah. with the light workers space. Uh, you're doing retreats, like like mm-hmm. give me give me the lowdown. What's going on? So I think it started about um, let's say five years ago. I went on a retreat, and it changed my life. And uh, I went on a few after that too. And I realized that there was really something in these retreats that uh, changed a lot in me and that I really was dying to share and be able to give to others. So um, as time went by, I started picking up, you know, different pieces of information, different tools, different uh, just like knowledge that I could uh, put together in my own way to create my own experience for people to really just come together in a place where, yes, it's a safe place, it's a sacred space and all this, but actually they could just be themselves and like be ex- like just comfortable and happy and feel this joy within themselves without really needing anything in particular, you know, like not needing any kind of, you know, enhancements or pills or medicines or mm. whatever, anything, right? It was just learning to be able to use the simple things around you, but in a very deep way. And uh, and it's so empowering in a sense. And I really uh, am passionate about it. And I would love to be able to help all kinds of people from corporate, you know, like uh, corporate industries who are overwhelmed with the stress and anxiety and all that to being able to help everyday people in their work, in their lives, in their families. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I've been doing. That's, and, that's uh, the mission. Right. Hold that's on. the mission. And everything kind of led up to this because everything that I, you know, that I do, that I delved in, is available in these retreats is available in these circles is part of my what i'm offering as an experience for you so yeah you got to join one one day alan well and see for yourself i i definitely feel like one of our hangouts has been one of those kind of um <laughs> you know introspective kind of de- delving in in working inwards and you know i remember even uh back in the day when we would do rehearsals you know because mm-hmm. we've had a, a a musical history together you would bring sage and it was like you're, we're gonna burn some sage and we're gonna <laughs> kind of like you know um charge the room or rid the room of uh I don't know what it, it was. Your stinky ass? No, I'm joking. Mostly, mostly. It was like your. It was like a kind way of being like, we're clearing the energy in here. <laughs> I was like, what? <sighs> yeah. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember you guys would be like, "What is that smell? It's for I'm like, "It's working." Yeah, it's like the, all it's the demons. I'm like, <laughs> the demons are coming out of my body, and you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I felt like you kind of uh, you you got into it a bit because you started getting into the whole. You know, esoteric. I didn't get you know, into it. My family's yeah, as a, as into it. As an art director, you kind of 
you 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 like the vibe, no? You, you're kind of. I like, love it. But you've dated like. I've been with a series of women who are into the occult, who are you, uh, you know who um, who are in touch with their inner witch, uh, and exactly. that's a popular thing here in in uh, in North America, you know. But it's of course okay. you differentiate the two, you know what I mean? Like we call yes. them we call them like um, whatever you call them. I don't know light white white witches or something like that white witches right definitely but um you know and your sister my sister is like a mega crystal clutcher. light worker who i need to interview <laughs> yeah you should it would be a great yeah. thing yeah or she's a doing or merkaba shout out to yeah shout out to or merkaba just you know doing that Love whole crystal crystal the crystal game you know like your sister is like the crystal like human of this planet right now so really she definitely has way too much calcium uh around her that is for <laughs> sure but uh um yeah. it, it's interesting how the world as a whole has kind of embraced and accepted and kind of benefited exactly. from some of these things, you know, exactly. uh, there it's are, the there are a lot of skeptics out there, but from what I can tell, uh, she's killing it. And a lot of people yeah. that are around her just are full of, of vibrance and a nice energy to them. And they are very approachable and sweethearted people. Okay. Now, granted, <laughs> There are some crazy bitches, but I mean, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's here, let's go through the, the, the Rolodex of questions that I've got here. Okay. Oh, um, okay. You are currently now in Dubai, right? How has that mm-hmm. transition been for you coming from Lebanon, which you were like, you were based in Lebanon for, for, for almost forever. What's it like now in Dubai? Look, to be very honest, um, you know, the image that we get of Dubai is like, oh, you know, easy life, everything's serviceable, um, you know, everything's just, you know, it's not. (laughs) No, it wasn't for me. I came, look, I didn't come at a point in my life where I was freshly looking for work and uh, you know, excited to embark in this new journey, we had to leave because, you know, uh, there was obviously nothing, no work for us in Lebanon, especially not for my husband and, you know, for the kids to go to school. It was, it was like a serious shift that we all went through. So, um, it definitely was hard and it is hard because I obviously miss home and I was already starting to like build my little community there in Lebanon. So, Starting over here is uh, has been a challenge, but I mean it's it's especially for the industry that I'm in, it's huge here, and um, it's just about you know tapping into my peeps, right? So just you know I think just settling has been one thing, and then going into what I do is another thing. So I'm still on that wave now. Right. So yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of beautiful, healthy. uh, It's so funny, man. Dubai has a way of like cleaning you out. 
in a way. Exactly. You know, um, a lot of people either, um, you know, really succeed. They they become more athletic. They become like their skin (laughs) looks better. I don't know. They're eating healthier. (laughs) Food is, you know, is uh, food is a thing. Uh, It's the lighting. The lighting here. There's so much sun and so much good light everywhere you go that you're just like, Right. <laughs> well, have no excuse, right? Also, not uh, a bagazillion generators pumping out carcinogenic fumes for hours a day. I think that might also. I think that might also have something to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, you guys are here, okay? And you need to be part of this conversation. So, by all Thanks, means, Princess Sarah. Yeah, Princess Sarah, Munya, anybody who's in here, True Wellness, okay? If you guys have some questions for our guest today or just in general, okay? Uh maybe you want to know like hey, where if I wanted to get into um you know, if I wanted to get singing bowls, what what's like how do I get into that? Or if I wanted to get into crystals, like it's so overwhelming, there are so many of them. What would you recommend as a good starting point? Yeah. Stuff like that, guys. Yeah. Or just be like, oh my God, Uh, I love your hair. Oh my God. (laughs) Damn it. This stupid tripod is so... Anyway, okay. Alan, where's the soundtrack? Where's the music in the background? I need songs. Oh, you need some music? Okay, hold on. Let's do Let's do that. Let's do it. You usually have a good playlist. Okay, hold on. We'll we'll do the the lo-fi hip hop non-threatening kind of conversation conversational uh, gel stuff. Okay. Okay, great. Cool, cool. So yeah, man. So is anyone here on uh, House Clubhouse? Clubhouse. My God, Because I'm dude. not convinced about it, but Alan's been trying to get me in on it. Is anyone here on Clubhouse? And if you are, tell me why I need to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Uh, it has certainly played a, a, a big role in growing my uh, platform and connecting with other people in the new city. Like, it's so hard for me and anyone, really, as you get older, right? When you're no longer necessarily in uni where you're constantly around people and or whatever that you're, you're, you're like thrown into social situations, right? As we get older, it's, it's harder and harder to um, make new friends. Especially with the whole situation, yeah. Add on top of that the fact but it's mainly because of that yeah but the pandemic also has a big role to do that's the whole point i think no is why we're like resorting to having to communicate this way right but also being over 30 and it's like you know kids and (laughs) families and stuff like that like has a big big part of that we got a couple of questions here let's let's address we've got sarah v Sarah Vistam? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Rostam. Sarah Vistam. Sarah <laughs> Name a number one crystal for abundance. Well, I'm going to uh, state an obvious one, but it really is... Um, it really was the most effective for me, and it's citrine. But I will say that uh, the um, the mix of citrine, rose quartz, and green adventuring together in the left corner of your house, Alan, don't start knocking, <laughs> will uh, give you a lot of abundance. 
but you have to um, you have to put the intention in them. So you need to feel vibration. Like you literally need to feel that you've like <clears throat> woken them up, let's say. Okay, because they're just like sleeping babies if you don't charge them and you don't intentionalize them. So you intentionalize them, you tell them to give you what it is you want very nicely, very sweetly. You place them back and you let them work your the magic. I want some chicken McNuggets. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? No. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, dude, legit. I don't know how my sister's house has not, like, the foundations of her home have not ruptured from the weight of all the crystals on shelves and, and things like that. That's amazing. But at the same time, she's killing it, right? So I guess it's interesting. Do you ever do, like, a moon bathing or, like, a sun charge? Oh, of course hello that's how you clean and what about them and what about fire when what's the difference yes okay so depending on the makeup of the crystals so you have different geometric patterns and depending on the hardness of them you have to be careful how you clean them so for example ruby you can pass through a flame um but for example anything that ends with ice so like um selenite angelite Huh? Selenite. 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 Yeah. You can't put in water, okay? Because then it will like disintegrate, which is terrible. And some you can't, uh, yeah, you can't put in the water. Some you put in the earth. So it really depends on their on their makeup, how they best like vibrate to what it is they're put in and cleanse with. So, uh, so yeah, and full moons and new moons have an energy and a frequency that responds respond in, in different ways with crystals. So that's why, and they're, and they're always the most potent. So that's why you use them for your crystals to charge and to clean. But I remember you were the first person <laughs> like years ago to show me your sister's water bottles. You're like, Sarah, dude, look at this. Yeah. My sister's gone crazy. And I'm like, She's what? Legit and you told me like, all of her water bottles had crystals in them and yeah. like encrusted in them. They weren't just like floating. They were like these big, single point huge crystals encrusted in the bottle and i was like oh my god and it was way before it even became a thing Hold and i on. was upset and I, that's when i contacted the sister. i was like yeah what is this yeah legitimately it's yeah. like if i could tell it's like imagine like here's yeah. the thing and then inside it there's a crystal that's at the bottom of it and uh yeah. you know i'd be in the in and and she would be like taste the difference yeah yeah okay yeah. and low-key Kind of, kind of could taste a little bit of a difference between un, uncrystallized or ionized or deionized. I don't know. It's something with like the minerals, right? It has to play around exactly. with the mineral content or reorganizes the uh, the you know the quantic <laughs> structures. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. no, no. <laughs> Your engineering the mind quantic is structure not has been re re recalibrated. Yeah, it can't be recalibrated. It really depends on the crystal and what frequency you want out of it that gets released into the water to ingest for your benefit. So, yeah. again, every single crystal, it's like foods, it's like plants, it's like. Now I feel fruits. like I'm getting poisoned if I ever go to a restaurant and they don't have water that's been crystallized. I'm like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> anyway. How um, dare you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
Why do you think That's it is? So what, but what real on some real shit though? Like, why do you think this type of therapy or therapy period is still stigmatized in the Middle East? Um. Okay. Well, Heavy. I would probably very generally very. Um, you know, kind of probably say that it's got to do with religion, right? So maybe people have been brought up in a culture that is like, God oh, is this is not in the book. This is not what we learned as a child. So this is to be shunned. This is haram. Anna Maria. Anna. That's that's the greatest response ever. It's like, I know, Baba, right? you should see therapy. Anyway, <laughs> I'll induce him on at the Ah, we were gonna. Man, you're jumping the gun here. You're jumping. Okay, the okay, gun. okay. There's a question. We There's have another question. question okay, uh, from Princess Sarah DP. Okay, I've yes, been singing now, for 24 years now and always wanted to start a music career. What's a good place to start? Is there anything you I can't I can't it's like whoa it's too long, I guess. Oh can you, can you see? Okay, what's the place? Hold to on, start? let me Maybe see. Just... I'll click on it. Okay. Is there anything you could re recommend for me? I found it. Yes. So um if you would like a music first of all, this is such a question Alan needs to answer because I'm... he's legit in the music industry. But I will give my two cents and then Alan will give his better 15. two cents. <laughs> um, um, I would look into what it is exactly or what kind of music and then go to a school that would teach you how to um, learn the business side of the music uh, industry because it's really not... Um, how would, how do I say this? It's, uh, it, you know, it's a business. And if you want to make a career out of it, then you need to understand how it works. So look up a proper music school like Berkeley, or uh, it depends again on the kind of music. So, but, um, there are more classical schools you can go to. Um, okay. Alan's making faces. Jump in. Uh, I agree that you should educate yourself. Um, but I don't necessarily agree that you should go to one of these music institutions. Maybe if you want okay. to be someone who teaches, then you would want to go to one of these places. Uh, you know, you've been singing for 24 years, so I guess you kind of know what the hell you're doing, sort of. But it's the, the more of the career aspect side of things. Now, much like you and I both know, Sarah, there is an industry of um, people who have a career in singing, but they are, for example, highly paid wedding singers, mm -hmm. right? Or they're yeah. doing covers or they're doing theater. So like that's a career in itself, unless you're talking about a solo music career or like becoming yeah, an artist Yeah, that's what yourself. I wanted to get more information about. Like, is it a right. solo? Is it a band? Because it's very different. 
Absolutely. Um, but for sure, you know, YouTube videos, things like that, uh, sign up for the CD baby newsletter so that you can get all kinds of crazy, uh, pro tip guides. That's, that's something that you, I think is for free. You can just subscribe to their newsletter and they have all kinds of interesting, um, tips with regards to that. Personally, uh, I scared the shit out of myself with a book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald S. Passman. Okay. I'll try and write that in the thing. Uh, Hold on. Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business. Ah, No, it won't Um, work. It won't work. uh, Mahim. It's a book that has a lot of the legalities. It has a lot of like um, how to managerial stuff. It'll explain to you what a recording contract is and all that stuff. Exactly. That's what I was going after. Like you need to know that stuff because as an artist and as a singer, you're uh, as unfortunate as it is, even though you are the artist and you are the singer, you're the bottom of the line. Um, You know, uh, you're, you know what I mean, Alan. Um, so you need to kind of, uh, I'm not sounding very encouraging. <laughs> okay. Let it me, is such an it intimidating I book, was... Jihan. It is. Jihan just wrote in, uh, I don't oh, know. Really? I, I would recommend it to every, I read it, Sarah, I've read this book maybe 12 or 14 times. And every time I do, it's like, I kind of just want to kill myself just to look a little bit, just like, Hey, maybe, yeah. maybe kill myself. But also honestly, music is the hardest career. Can I really just say that? But if you're, if your passion is strong, then you will, I can say, if you're a singer, look for uh, musicians and producers that you really vibe with and that you want to sing with and collaborate, 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 just put work in there, record, uh, make sure it's it's a good quality recording and production and get it out there. Get your music out there. Make sure that it's um, it's protected and that it's uh, all of that legal stuff and then spread it and try to meet the right people. Try to get in contact with the with the industry, uh, with the top people of the industries. And um, I believe Sarah's based in, in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, which Amazing. makes things and hey, funny enough, we've got a studio who just tuned in, Patch Bay, coming out of Istanbul, uh, slash, Amazing. yeah, slash Beirut. You know, remnants of uh, Zaid in the Wings days, Zaid Hamdan. Yeah. of course, you guys have a shared history. Uh, Ziad and Patch Bay are uh, part of the uh, a new VST called the Lunar Lander, um, mm-hmm. and of course, have done a lot of great things with Mark Kudzi with um you oh, know some wow. of the, yeah. I love Mark. exactly you know so he's he's a, he's a g so get in touch with us in the dms uh we can always right. you know we always like to share and help people grow and and it's, all oh, that yeah things. get in touch with Zaid Hamdan go on his social media and uh i'm sure you can start working with them and and singing with them right jam yeah yeah <laughs> Zayd will probably write an entire song for you and then and then you can sing on top of it. And that's <laughs> totally normal because that's how, you know, uh, that's how he's managed to create like hard hitting tracks time and time again. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, there's some other really great folks out there that have like a real style and then there's like a real collaborative effort. Like I loved yeah. his work with May Walid. And, yeah. and stuff like that. But there is like an odd, I can at least, 
uh, be like, that's a fucking Zaid Hamdan production right there, which is so, so like, it's tough to do, but amazing once you do do that, you know, it's like, ah, of course it's got that vibe. It's got that thing. Mm-hmm. So he's got that signature, signature sound. that feel, that trip hop arabesque, uh, thing. Yeah. He's really has defined his own. Come on, like, let's be real. Zaid Hamdan is the, you know, like, he's... The grandfather of, of pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to do. Where is it? Oh, no, it's not here. Hold on. Let's see here. There we go. That's the one that I wanted to do. That's the one that I wanted to do. Exactly. So, uh, welcome to our new viewers. Thank you for tapping into our Gramcast with Sarah Barrage. Uh, By all means, guys, we are uh, answering questions and or addressing you all. This is, you're you're tuned in here. We're not ignoring you. So, by all means, get to it. Clubhouse. Uh, We were talking about Clubhouse and being old and it's harder to become friends. Uh, Yeah, you know, having a family. Um, you know, I myself am taking care of my parents. It's very hard to go and um, and be what you call it social with people. And and I'm in a new city, and Clubhouse has been a real means for me to kind of meet people in my new city of Ottawa, Canada. And really? uh, yeah, and we're gonna get together like and do a super spreader event uh, in a in a couple of weeks. Oh. Yeah. What's a super spreader event like of Corona? Yeah. Of the Rona? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's essentially any time in the, the eyes of, in the eyes of the government when you're like a large group of people getting together, it's a super spreader. But I want to make it like marketable, make it like super spreader seven. Oh my god! What was that? You just reminded me. What was that? There was a social network. Remind me of the name. It was like a secret social network, and you would have these events where you would travel and you would meet up. The Illuminati. No, Alan. It's it wasn't a secret Facebook. society. It wasn't a secret society. It was a social network. Burning Man. Was it Facebook? No, it wasn't Facebook. You had to know somebody in order to get in. It was like you had to get an invite. It was before Clubhouse and all this stuff. The KKK. Alan, you're not cool enough. You have to know. I'm not. High five. Was it high five? No, no, high five wasn't secret at all. High five was like... Was it it circle? Inner circle? That's a dating thing. Inner circle? That's a reggae band. Is it a reggae band? It's also a really shitty not Tinder. uh, No. Guys, what was it? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Wonderland. And you would give tips on like... You would give like travel tips... And like you would get like uh, luxury invites to places, and like daddies, big daddies with money would invite like the you fire know, festival. <laughs> Damn it! What is it called? Well, clearly we don't know who it is. And no one else does it. If it look, what good is a secret society if no one keeps it, wasn't it secret? A secret society. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so. Have you tapped into the ASMR world yet and all the things that you've been doing? Have you have you gotten really close to the microphone and talked to people really delicately? <laughs> like? 
You know what? I haven't, um, but I'm a little tripped out by it because I've listened to a few <laughs> like guides who get really, really into it. And it's like, there's way too much reverb. And it's like, <laughs> can we just tone it down on the, like trying to get you in the zone? Cause you really don't need to go that far. Just say what you need to say. Um, but no, actually I have a few friends who do it and it's lovely. Um, but, um, no, I'm, I haven't to answer your question, but, um, um, I prefer to do these things live to tell you the truth. You prefer to whisper in someone's ear? Yes. Just be like, get right up close. Let me tell you a story. About Simona. Let me tell you a story about Simona Tandos. <laughs> Once upon a time. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on. We got we to gotta get into it. See, I want to do an ASMR battle and you guys in the audience, you guys, you can critique. Okay. Uh, I will take on the persona of Simona Tandos. You will battle me with your best ASMR. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Thank you so too much for coming to Simona Channel ASMR. Close your eyes. Okay. Number one, breeze. <laughs> what did you say? Breeze. What I want you to breathe with me. <laughs> Number oh, one. Stop it. You're being very naughty. Uh, Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's your turn. Now you got to ASMR oh. me back. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> this is an emotional connection right now. Okay, oh wait, uh, okay, wait, you gotta ask. I'm gonna close my eyes. You can, uh, okay, hold on. Let's get this thing down. Okay, fuck, what the fuck? I'm ready. Speak to me. Close your nose. <laughs> Ellen, stop it. I don't wanna do this. No, come on, you have to do it. No, they're gonna I don't judge. Do Go ahead. We have a question. Okay, but ASMR is so hard right now, I can't. <laughs> the disastrous spectacle of the fire festival. The music festival's organizers had built it a, a luxurious gateway on an island in the Bahamas, featuring models, yachts, massages, a pig roast. Yeah, that's lovely. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pig roast. You know what I'm talking a about? A small world. A small world. That's what it was called. Small world? Small world. Pig roast, man. You know, they were talking about models getting pig roasted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't kidding around Is right that a now. Thing? Small world? Okay, I think it was called Small World. It's whole new world. How do you feel about Disney Plus? Disney Plus? I haven't watched TV in years, Alan. Yeah, but Disney I mean, like, Plus? for example, you know, for your children, you know, a lot of folks, they, they if they want to play the Disney, they have to have a Disney Plus account. And, and you know, like, I, I mean, I'm just wondering, have you succumbed to the dark, the dark arts that is Disney? 
You know what? Um, I haven't negated it yet for my family, but we haven't really gone into the like the the darker uh, movies. What are, which ones are the dark ones? Pirates of the Caribbean scared the shit out of my cousins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not there yet. My kids are still young. Thank the Lord. So no, 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 we're not there yet. Are you gonna be? Are you like a no violence family where it's like? I I'm I'm super no violence. I'm super duper no violence. Let me tell yeah, you I something, can't. Sarah. Okay, I don't know if you take me as a as a model citizen, but I grew up on Bruce Lee films, and I'm talking like probably the same age as your boys. Okay, uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, well, blood sport with Jean Claude Van Damme and Ninja Domination Three, uh, the Revenge or whatever. It's all. It was like my parents did not give a f- f- fuck about but violence. How old were you? How old were you? You were like a five, older kid. seven, eight. Definitely. I'm talking from like I'm talking like eighty eight to ninety five. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And how's that going for you? I I'm a model citizen. I pay my taxes. I I have a, a wonderful gram cast with you. You know, I haven't you know, haven't gone to jail yet for any offensive uh things. Uh it's like not, it's violent not, I wouldn't stuff. take it that far. It's just like how it could affect your psyche, how it affects your emotional development, how you process shit. What about uh, martial no? arts? No, martial arts is productive super violent. Because, yeah, it is violent, but bec- you're taught to use it only when needed, right? So you're not like just like well, you know, Cobra Kai. It's a, and, and who's you can't you, in order to learn martial arts, you go through like a thousand steps and levels, and it's a really lengthy process. And there's discipline behind it, and there's deep philosophy, and it's. It's not just with guns as a kid, and uh, trust me the, the, as a kid the whole philosophy and like the uh, that that whole it just goes right over your head. It's I like punch yeah, kick true. fall. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. Um but no, I mean, I mean it is the great. cartoons that they watch are pretty violent anyway. Like they're not that peaceful. So like it's everything is super high intensity now. Like the music and the images and the lighting is like you know, very intense. So I'm, I'm pretty sure like they're desensitized by now anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, but yeah, the, the whole uh, screen time thing is super limited now because um, it just, it really is like a drug. If you see like how my kids were when they were, when I had the TV, we, we literally took, took away the TV. Like last week we're like, that's it. We're getting rid of the TV and they've never been happier. They've never been calmer. They've never been more focused. My son comes home and wants to do more like homework and activities, and we sit for hours around the table, and yeah. we're like playing with 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 my younger son. Whereas before, he'd be like watching TV like this, and then he'd get like super anxious and start yelling, and it was just everything right. was wrong. But see, the thing is, Sarah, is that you are a very creative and captivating group of of parents, you know, which also yeah. really has uh, a lot to do with, you know, how well-mannered or how much, uh, like, I guess, you know, how captivated they are. Uh, so, so kudos to you. And I mean, Hey, look, you guys, you, you, you do you, you know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. that's what it's, that's what it's, it's about. a learning curve. It's a process. Yeah. 
you've been um, playing guitar again and mm. getting more into that. Um, are you like gearing up? Do you miss? Do you miss performing? I miss, I miss just playing with like-minded people. <laughs> I missed it so much. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously, I just a friend of mine was telling me that. Do you know um, SHM, a band from AUB, Dimmy, a singer called Dimmy? Come on. No. no. Sir Jared's in the house. What up, Serge? We got the green SH ears. Did you ever perform at Walima back in the day when he was doing the greedy ears concerts? Oh, it's Serge? Yeah. No way. Oh my God. How are you doing? Where in the world are you? Yes, of course. He was like our, one of the first, we were definitely one of the first places we performed at. Yeah. Can you guys get the band together? Hey, Bashid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we should. Honestly, we should get the band. I miss the band. I miss it so much. You know, I miss being able to play with you guys. That venue sure. and those that group of people, honestly, um, very much so curated and created the vibe that was Beirut around that time. And, you know, it to me as a newcomer to the city and kind of being there and, and seeing it all, I was like, wow, man, there's such a well-knit, tight-knit group of people come out week after week, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to shit on some people entirely, but I'm going to shit on some entities that I think kind of spoiled the brew, so to speak. And it was Ooh. like... Well, no, it's just like the the group the group of people as a whole just became the motivations became a lot more like oh I need to get corporate money to perform <laughs> ever. Oh yeah, that's you know a very I mean? good point. And uh, but I get it because it's like tough if you want to do your music seriously. You know, in a way, you start all of a sudden, you know, talking in like brandy brand terms and being like, our social media needs to, and it and, 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 and no longer just became like this magical thing anymore, I feel, in my opinion. But yeah, I miss those Look what Serge wrote. The age of innocence lasted a year and a half. Wow. I didn't even realize it was that short, but you're right. You're totally right. It felt longer. It was 2009 or 10. No, it, it definitely down. felt longer. It was like, yeah, 09 oh, yeah. to oh, mm -hmm. 09 to 11? 12. Yeah, 11. 11. Yeah, I would yeah. say 11. I guess that's a year and a half. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay, let's let's rewind. Let's do that thing that DJs like to do at the club. Yeah, 2007, okay. 2011, good one. Exactly. Yeah. Let's rewind. Recall, like, what was your favorite venue in Beirut? My favorite venue in Beirut, I remember going way back to a pub in Hamra. Um, I'm forgetting the name. A really, really old... Um, I, th I think it was in the place of Walima. What was before Walima, Serge? Cock and Bull? No, that was no. around the corner. There was something else. I just, okay, so I remember going into this bar in Hamra and there was um, that song, uh, uh, 
with a little bit of luck, you can make it through the night. With a little bit, of, and it was like the first time I heard it, and it was still super new, and like I had no clue Hamra was even happening, and it was on fire that club. But this was I'm talking way back. Wait, so is like, it Pickwicks? Pickwicks. Uh, <laughs> that place was so cool. I loved it. And nothing else compared. And I think that, I think because it was so short-lived as well is why I'm kind of still stuck to that memory. Because I never, you know, with every other pub, with all my respect to all the other pubs, uh, you know, they lasted longer. We were able to have numerous <laughs> events and fun nights there. But that, that place was special. So, Pickwicks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back in the, yeah. I mean, listen, let's be honest. Like a lot of the places back in the day, you know, you didn't yeah. need ID. You didn't need to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I'm 14 years old. Can we get two Cosmos and a couple of rounds of tequila, please? <laughs> you know, and they were oh like, God, you paying? Yes. You paying uh, full, full price? And they're like, yep. You know. I remember, and there was a place called uh, Orange. No, not Orange Mechanique. I'm not talking about that. Electromechanique. Otium. Otium. It, it was open for like a year. It was this really like really cool shishi place. But they were so rude. They'd be like, "Where's your ID? Where's your this?" They were everything that you're saying that they did, that Lebanon wasn't. Uh. And uh, that was really annoying. And uh, Fou- do you remember Fubar? I'm just remembering clubs. This now. is like before oh, my day. This, these this are, is before your day. This is before my day by a long shot. What was the What was the place we used to always perform? And it was like underground. It was so raunchy. Electromechanique, like really- aka EM Chill, aka yeah. mothballs in the toilets. You know? That that was not a. I mean, with all my respect to the owners of that place, but it was like, hey, maybe don't put mothballs in the toilet. <laughs> you know, it was really dinky, man. What is it with mothballs really in Lebanon? Period. My grandparents, they were like, I know what you, you know what you need to do is put the mothball <laughs> in the closet. So you don't know, you've never heard, like you've never seen this, this hack. You too bougie girl. Okay. So us poor people, okay. Us broke poor people, uh, would have like moth infestations or, or bug, inf- especially people in the mountains. It was very, very common. Yeah, with the humidity, of course. Okay. Not just the humidity, it's mothballs to, to stop moths from eating your clothes. Eating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it would smell horribly, and that I associate that smell with my grandparents. <laughs> you know, like you know how you like have like a trigger sensor, like you know you can like smell. I don't know. Let's say, oh, for example, my grandmother. I will always say that her hands would always smell like Jabex, like chlorine. Oh yeah! Wow. Right, because she's always washing dishes and doing laundry and just being like a token grandma, <laughs> and she was also low key obsessed with having everything bleached white. You know, oh, so she would just like yeah, like douse chemicals, and then you know I would like give her a hug, and I'd be like, "You smell like a swimming pool." <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I smell chlorine, and I think of my grandparents. Wow. Do you have any like smells that trigger certain things or sensors? Senses? Yeah, all the time, of course. For some reason, um, like the smell of my uncle's garage 
in Paris is always stays with me. It's very weird. Like I'll be like in, in like in a damp, dark garage. And I'll be like, Oh, uncle Johnny. <laughs> like, it's so random. Is it like but, the oil yeah. or is it like the, is it, it is, it's the oil? Mm. It's the oil. It's the oil. And there's, I don't know what else is in that mix, but uh, it takes me back. And um, definitely perfumes, you know, like talk about grandmothers um and uh what else smells yeah lavender i guess herbs herby things bougie take me back i i can't do floral i can't do floral you know if like some taunt comes and she's wearing floral perfume i'm like yeah, yeah, it's ew. the worst all right, let's keep things moving, okay? We're going to we talked about okay. favorite venue, we talked about Pickwick's. Now we're going to go into favorite performance. Mm. Um interesting. Mother Mantra's nah, epic you're liar. Friggin' liar. <laughs> Trying to get brownie points. Get I swear on my life I'm not lying. Um That was a pretty sweet one. Come on, it was so cool, was, and the music was amazing. Yeah, everything was tight. Your playing was tight. Everyone's mu musicianship was top, and it was yeah, it was really tight. I remember it was a perfect night, and it was beautiful, and it was powerful, and I really there's not one thing I can complain about except that. <laughs> so yeah that was a thing and we'll leave it at that because well, why would we dig up the past but uh it was a really great uh like at garten and you know shout out to the to that whole project low-key just like even sharing the music and looking at some of the the stuff i was like all nostalgic and uh and kind of and kind of being like where did we go wrong why I know. we should just stay stay together I, know. I was such an idiot <laughs> I'm so let's keep things going all right now we're gonna get into because if it weren't silly it's gonna get sillier okay and i want you That's to give silly. me rapid fire quick quick answers you don't have to justify okay. it's not gonna judge Fine. you hashtag hashtag no judgment hash say hashtag safe space okay uh just rate the top three or your top favorite whatever okay uh okay. starting with food hummus mutabal jibni lebni lebni sorry oh uh lebni okay uh favorite manaish Cocktail. Favorite Asir Taza? Uh, mix with uh, ramen and orange juice. <laughs> ramen and orange juice. Bless. Yeah, that's an English word. Best places to grab a steak. If you're asking the worst person. Uh, Are you vegetarian to grab now? A steak? No, but I, I'm not a steak eater. Okay, wait. Uh, best place to eat a steak? Ah, uh, 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 Cochle. <laughs> hey, yeah. 
Shout out to Coquelet, man. Okay. Uh, you mean in the world or in Dubai or where? I mean, you know, it's a place. So, I mean, you know, in the world. No, where we've been to. Uh, Coquelet is a great example. No, like, top marks. Top marks. Uh, favorite place? Are you place? being sarcastic? No, I'm 100%. That is legitimately the best place for steak. So, yeah. Uh, I don't care. And anyone who disagrees is a special person. Uh, so, here we go. Uh, favorite place for ice cream? I would say Oslo. But I will correct that with that little Arabic dude who sells an Ashafi, uh, Buzit Baba, or what's his name? I don't know his name. I'm sorry. Buzit Baba. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? He makes them super fresh and they're the most delicious, like sorbets and uh, they're tiny. He sells them Gelato. like tiny cones. Hmm? Gelato. Gelato. Oh, yeah, in Italy, in Venice, in my, oh my God, think, anywhere. I think it is gelato. It's, it's, it's <gasps> the best ice cream I ever had was in Italy, and it was sesame, black sesame ice cream. It sounds so weird, but I swear to God, it was like the best version of a caramel you can imagine. It was sweet but salty, and it was so good. I, I dream of it all the time. Buzet Hanna. Buzet Hanna. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes. No, and, not Buzit Bashir. And like the hashish, they mix the booza with henna. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that sounds like, I mean, sesame uh, ice cream, that sounds like it's like halewi ice cream. Maybe, you know? maybe, maybe you're onto something. You're probably right. Maybe. <laughs> you're probably right. But a better version of halewi for sure. All right. So uh, here's we've 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 figured out the food thing. We'll get into another segment, but until then, uh, what I like to do is a, another fun segment called "What Would You Rather." Okay, and um, and in this case, I, I will I'll ask computer uh, computer. Uh, could you tell Sarah uh, what what the what you would rather of the day is, please? Instead of contracting coronavirus, you have to replace it with another condition. Which of these conditions would you rather? Right, two weeks because, like, I mean, you have to quarantine for two weeks, so you know, like, uh, technically, you get um, whatever, and da da da. Okay, um, let's see, uh, computer, what's option number one? Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's. Oh my that, goodness! That's, that's so, horrific. Yeah. So you have persistent genital uh, arousal disorder for a whole entire two weeks of just nonstop. Okay, and this is the second one. Okay, so but you're in quarantine for two weeks. So. Well, it's also contagious, right? So, like, essentially, it's a replacement for the corona. So instead of this pandemic that is, you know, like the world. Oh, is okay, okay. Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> and uh, computer, the last syndrome. Restless leg syndrome. Restless leg syndrome (RLS) is a condition that causes an uncontrollable urge to move your legs. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so you have the to pick from those three that the whole world will forever, uh, you know, endure for for whatever. Well, if I had to pick, right. I mean, they all suck, right? But restless leg syndrome because, like, because that's all that it is, right? It's just your <laughs> everything else is fine. Okay, I'll take it. I don't know. I think it might be difficult for cab drivers. Yeah, for any right? driver. <laughs> any driver at all. Like tr- no trucks. One... Oh, God. <laughs> the whole shipping, like Amazon will, would fall. And, uh, is the, there the a global... cure for re- uh, restless leg syndrome? Yeah. I wonder what the cure is. Sleep. That's it. I don't know. Unless you're like moving in your sleep like this, you know. But anyway. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for people who have that. I don't. And it's uh, we're in a make-belief uh, situation here. Obviously, we're not going to go serious with it and then start a GoFundMe page to, to address <laughs> this thing. Okay. <laughs> Keep it in the fun, Sarah. I'm in a ridiculous asshole. Hashtag cancel me. Anyway. Um, what's so great about Lebanese wines? That they're made in Lebanon. Are you not a fan? Are you are you <laughs> not a fan of and sun and snow? <laughs> are you not a fan of uh, Lebanese wine? Not really. Of course, I love Ksara mm-hmm. and Kafreya and Muzar and uh, the greatest hits. Domaine de Tourelle and Deir el Ahmar. And Couvent um, Rouge, sorry, they're called Couvent Rouge, but it's made in Dale Ahmed. Um, oh my God, the list goes on. I actually am, but um, I haven't had access to it here in Dubai. It's actually more expensive here than any other wine for some reason. Hey, you know, Dubai, it's like. Kulo Captagon, ya Sarah. Kulo Captagon, mafina to send the fruit. We can send the wine at Kulo Captagon. So that's the story. That's why they make it. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't hear about like the whole thing about Lebanon <laughs> having like all of their fruit and whatever it was like stuffed with Captagon pills or like ecstasy or whatever. So they like they halted the export of. It's such a bad thing. But anyway, I, I asked. No you, way. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's crazy. Okay. Um, I ask you about wine and I ask you about these things because, like, you know, wedding season is around the corner. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. And I know that you're someone who's, you know, traveled the world. You've, uh, you've, you've been to many places for weddings, for you've traveled the world. You've been to different places. You've, you've done this thing. Uh, you know, how do you feel about digital or virtual weddings? Yeah. Um, I've attended a couple and, uh, but they were more like dinner weddings cause it was smack in the middle of the pandemic um and it was cool we i got to chill in my living room (laughs) with a bottle of champagne and cheers to you know our newlywed uh, friends across the screen but it was uh it was also a little sad um but you mean like blown out weddings like proper yeah like i mean like imagine imagine like a glastonbury festival style production but like in a digital like a digital like production for a wedding you know but it's just like you know is this that's just weird is it 
it's like one big party. It's like one big race. It's one big party. Which is basically what weddings are these days. Right. So, I mean, like, the thing is, is that, like, you know, if you think about it, you kind of have That's to. That's kind of smart. You kind of have to budget. Like, I myself right now, I'm kind of shitting my pants because Patrick and our previous guest from yesterday is in the house. What up? What up, Ashita? Thank you for tuning in. We're talking about how you have to, like, basically put a take out a bank loan in order to go to all the weddings that have happened, especially, you know, as we oh, get older. Yeah. Right? Yeah, good point, good point. So good I'm just point. thinking like if you, if there was like a service where it's like, Hey man, Hey, maybe don't come to Goa, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. don't come to, uh, the, the cliffs of Ireland or the, or the cliffs of Scotland rather. And, uh, and South right. Africa. Or wherever. And just like, you know, you, donate and you do like a go for it's like you know you're, you're creating digital you're part of this whole digital thing it helps uh fund the newlyweds and whatever and you're part of the ceremony without actually having to destroy the environment uh book i mean wow. you know what i mean like you, you still you still do three things through hotels and i don't know maybe you get like a special basket from some small businesses and whatever like you you, you know but like I don't know. To make it feel personal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a huge part of the wedding industry is what keeps the economy on the planet alive. Right. Totally. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a a thing to offset some of the, uh, it's to offset some of the difficulties that are, you know, like time and travel yeah. arrangements and carbon footprint and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you know, keeping hotels and restaurants and bars and liquor people <laughs> still in, in business. So then what would differentiate that to from uh, birthdays and other celebrations just because it's a lot bigger? Go there as well. Right? Well, first of all, I would never travel to someone's birthday. Right? Yeah. Okay. Funerals. So, till death do us part. That's the name of the. That's the name of the. Yeah. Of the that's app. something that should be digital. Right. Like yeah. Till death do us part. It's like oh, the wedding, and then oh, you died, and that's the other half of the the thing. True. Right? To make it complete. To make it full circle. Full circle. The the what is it the the. What is that thing when it's the infinity? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so stupid. Um, did Have you ever considered like, you know, becoming more and more of a, um, a person that maybe even officiates weddings? Officiates weddings? Yeah. In what sense? Well, because like, like you know, legally? yeah, because like that's a whole other lane, right? Like the people in the the spiritual connected light light space worker type person, right? They're they have a very good energy about bringing people together and this whole kind oh my of. God, thing I'm together. loving this, Alan. Right. So I was I'm wondering this. if this is not ceremony. A friend of mine actually approached me for that once. She was like, Sarah, I want you to like ceremonialize my whole wedding, like from start to finish. And I was like, oh my God, like this would be a dream come true. 
literally like it would be like super rich ritualistic and everything would be like very sacred and oh wow 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 this would be i really think we need to do this okay guys if anyone's getting married please get no more cheesy stuff let's get real let's do something that's going to leave a lasting effect on everyone make a beautiful memory Really take every moment and savor it because when you're partying at your wedding, it passes like this and it's all over and you wake up with a hangover and you're like, what happened? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to forget my most happiest day. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Exactly. You know, Hey, so we get we got uh, Cal in the house. What's good? Another amazing guest. Actually, what up, you know this 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 actually is a perfect segue and perhaps even a a a, a, a final note. Okay, that we can part mm -hmm. with, or we can bring him up as well. You know, because I would love to, you know, uh, bring Khalil into the chat and we can have have a conversation it's about good. this. Um, mm. You know, I'll give him time to reply and, and be like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm biking or something. Um, you're planning a, a series of retreats in Lebanon. Tell us about yes. that. What's entailed? How we can know more about it? How can we be part of it? How can we help? Thank you for asking. So hopefully if we have <laughs> fuel in our cars and we don't even need electricity. We don't need electricity, but we do need to be able to move around because I hopefully want to be able to do it in Fideya because um, there's space for that there and, um, you know, we can be out in nature and the weather will be great. <clears throat> so I would, I'm aiming for um, probably the second week of August. Um, it would be from 9 to 12 in the morning. Um and it would be outdoors and I will be every day having a, a different like energy, a different direction, a different um, kind of mission for the day. But it's going to be a one week long thing. So it's going to be from start to finish a complete cycle of how to um, like live this day. So how do we wake up on a Monday? How do we wake up on a Tuesday? How do we, and how do we go about that cycle? And I connect everything. Like I connect the energy to the, the planet that's affiliated with that day with the color to wear, with what to eat, what to drink, a yoga pose, a mantra. Um, I'm even trying to get like, uh, different, uh, people to come in and, and talk. Like I was even trying to get Khalil to come in and talk about journaling and shadow work and, um, just, kind of create a sense of this community that we have uh, around us and be able to share and, you know, uh, give and take and be able to build this, um, this network of real people who can help each other. And the, the, the underlying mission of all this is to be able to give back to um, organizations and NGOs and um, uh, charities in Lebanon that need, need it. So, at the end of every day or at the end of that week, uh, we will have a list of different um, charities that we will go and give, you know, whatever it is we can. And um, so that's that's the, the, the outcome and, the, and the, the, the goal of this retreat. Initially to create the community and then fundamentally to give back to uh, the country and the community. So 
whoever you know that can come and can lend a helping hand, whoever you know that is a you know a leading um, someone inspirational to you that you you know you think can come give a talk. Uh, you know, please let them hit me up. Let them message me. I'd love to be able to see how we can do this together. But I have everything. Like I'm ready to do it. But if anyone else, like again, I want to open the space for people to come in and not be shy and be able to connect and be like, yes, hi, my name is so and so, and I can do this, and I'm, I'm this, and just taking it back to old times, right? Like you know, maybe we can even barter and be like, you know, I have this service, and I grow these plants, and I do i'm a her, uh, aromatherapist and i can provide this and i have this you know what i mean so it's just creating that net network again that is so basic yet so necessary that you know we don't need to uh <laughs> no way <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we've got khalil in the house uh We're a back former, on the a, yeah a, a a previous guest on the lightworker space welcome <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm loving this. Uh in, in, in Sarah, this is taking place in September? No, in August. Okay. Second week of oh we the goal is second week of August because we need to commemorate the first, you know, August fourth and uh, allow a week after that. Uh so we're, I'm aiming for second week of August. Yes. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, uh, Khalil, how was what, what was the, the 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 takeaway from your experience with uh, with Sarah on the Lightworkers space? Um, I mean, honestly, Sarah has a really big part in like everything that I'm doing now, like I, she was kind of the first person that I reached out to when, you know, I was going through all of these things and kind of just trying to put together, you know, my learnings and what, what I've been reading and things I've been figuring out. And she was like, listen, like, this is so interesting. You need to, you need to do a workshop. Like you need to get this information out to people. So she really, really encouraged me. And um, so thank you, Sarah. <laughs> And I think it was just, it's such a great, um, it's such a great platform. I think I was, I mentioned yesterday when she was having the interview with uh, the other Sarah, that it's, it's great in a sense for, you know, whoever is kind of not a part of this world and, and wants to learn or wants to find, you know, what is their niche or what is th the way that they want to get into, you know, consciousness or wellness or you know uh, all these things uh, but it's also really great for us as different practitioners to get to know each other and just connect and learn different things because there's so much out there and it's so it's impossible yeah it's impossible for you to kind of just understand everything so it's good if every everyone's kind of like taking their own bit that they're really into and they're really interested in doing because um then we can learn from each other. So just really, I'm really yeah. excited for it. Really good. Good job, Sarah. Thanks. And most of these, most of these people in this industry are, are, are like introverts and it's very hard to get them out of their shell. So it's like, you know, I kind of just want to be able to, you know, give them that space to be like, no, don't be shy. <laughs> Please don't be shy. Like, just, you know, <laughs> come out. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> 
So that's kind of, yeah, that's the goal. Well, I commend you both. And, uh, you know, you guys are clearly uh, some of the coolest cats that, uh, cats and kittens that I uh, remember from back in the day. Exactly. And um, I, I hope to be... I hope to be around for it, honestly, and I would love to contribute in the ways that I can. Um, Are you coming to the I will be going? coming back to Lebanon um, in September. Oh, yeah. No, so that's, why, that's, why, that's why I was like putting Come it out. Back before. That's, that's why I was putting it out into the universe. I was like, so you're doing it in uh, September, right? I wish. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe okay. you get booked uh, through and through the whole way, and then we can even do something for uh, you know what do you call it? That there's like a special thing that happens in in the world of of something around October. Uh, you know, like solstice. Yeah, the solstice. Halloween. Oh yeah! You know? Look at you. Listen, I've been. My, listen, your boy's been around so a few. This is in October. Okay. No, it isn't. It was December. Yeah, something like it's that. It's in December. No, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of that other thing. It's like, um, it's the dude. What's the name of the guy who's like a half horse, half, and he plays the pan flute. It's like bomb or. Um, yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a he's a Japan or like a satire. He's a satire. Anyway, uh, regardless, uh, I'm pulling a blank. I, I'm forgetting the thing. I, can just, I did. Uh, let me see. It's like a. Hold on. Is it? You're looking for the 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 term of what that is. It's uh it's um. Look for the term of a half man, half horse. No. Midsummer. <laughs> great, great movie, uh, but no, that's not it. There's another um, terminology that I'm I'm forgetting of. I'm forgetting something. Hang on, October holiday. Holiday. Maybe we can do it digitally, Alan. We could see. What I don't know. That? I don't know if you got. Yeah, uh, Cal. I don't know if you if you listened or heard us talking about basically curating digital events for both wedding proceedings and uh, even funerals um, or any event for that matter, right? Because in a way, you know, uh, it's tough when you have ten or eleven friends who are getting married. And, you know, they're happening in Scotland and in India and in Peru and God knows where. And you end up having to go all over the planet to be able to go to your, you know, your good friend's weddings. And that it, you legitimately have to eventually take out a bank loan because it's like, I think even in Lebanon, they had like a, a, a wedding loan at one point, do you guys remember seeing these ads? Yeah, they have all the loans in Lebanon. Like, you can get a loan for anything. If you want to be married, if you want to be married, take a loan. <laughs> you know, with us. <laughs> and, and and we wonder why it ended up. <laughs> take a loan with us at SGBL for the new newlyweds summer Bobo Bonanza. Anyway. 
yeah. I'm not gonna take this loan. I will not be taking this loan. It will only yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, uh Cal, for coming in. We're gonna wrap this up. You guys keep spreading that love and light. Okay, put your hands on the screens. Okay, put your hands on the screens and and and, and give us some of that good vibe, that good energy. Okay, and yeah, and peace out, man. Oh, I'm gonna Assalamu alaikum. Love. Crip. Crips for life. Thanks, babe. Keep it on the Crip side. Sarah, this has <laughs> been uh, so dope. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a, a silly goose time, but also talk some real, you know, we're, we're doing this like kind of cool think tank thing live together yeah. with, with people watching. Um, this is awesome. Thank you, Alan. You know, uh, Shout out to Ishida still watching, Jihan and uh, Saravstom, of course, you know. Sarav. Uh, yeah, girl, uh, keep in touch, okay? And I will. And uh, yeah, let's more, more. We'll link up on uh, House. Uh on clubhouse absolutely maybe and join us with ashita you know i'm sure she would uh she'd be a great person for you to get in touch with and know as well cool okay, okay. i would love that thank you all right, all right thanks Adam. all right have a great day you too peace out bye everyone thanks for tuning in there you go ladies and gentlemen that concludes that concludes today's episode of only here for the wi-fi Next, tomorrow, we, we're actually doing this thing. We're doing this thing tomorrow uh, called the Cancel Cast. The Cancel Cast because one of our guests actually uh, bailed. And, uh, you know, we, we're just going to have to keep things going. And so, as per usual, we go to our usual suspects like uh, Marwan. Hey, Yumna. Thank you for tuning in. We just had Sarah Barrage on the on the show, aka uh, Light Space Workers or Light Workers Space. Jesus, I've totally pulled a blank. But anyway, uh, tomorrow, guys, same time, 3 p.m. We're doing it live, and we'll catch you then. All right. <laughs> <laughs>